Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hammer and Sparks podcast. Today we've got something special for you, as we're introducing an interview with Jelani Smith, our first non-active footy player. That's right, Jelani was a heck of a football player in his own right, but now he's behind the scenes at Forge FC, where he is the new director of football operations, doing a heck of a job already. I know Jelani from behind the scenes, whether it's off days at the stadium or road trips. He's always the person who makes himself available, personable and personal. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview half as much as I did making it. Here we go. Enough of me blathering on. It's time for Jelani Smith on the Hammer of Sparks podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Hammer of Sparks pod. And today I'm joined by Jelani Smith. So, uh, hi, Jelani. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm I'm so excited to finally get to have you on the show as we do something a little bit different today. I know. I'm used to seeing you in, in, in passing in the, in the stands or on a way trip. So this is a, this is a nice change for sure. Yeah. And actually, just to let folks know, that's kind of how I, how I know you. I, I was thinking about like, you know, when we first met kind of like thing. And, and it was always in passing at games. And especially I remember being at the game. Edmonton. Yeah. The Edmonton game. Exactly yes. right. Yes. Just being able to chat with you inside and, and seeing that stadium that wasn't exactly jam-packed made it uh, easier to kind of <laughs> have that conversation. And then uh, and then I also was remembering at the finals last year, uh, Ottawa, the big yes. celebrations after the game and, and getting to chat with you and how personable that was. Yeah, no, of course. I think I think we're both unmistakable because of our because of our hair and stature. So <laughs> we we really uh, if we see each other, we, we really don't say hello. But yes, yeah. it's just, it's definitely great to, to share those moments. Yeah, kind of hard to hide from each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump in. I, I want to ask you a couple of things off the hop. I want to know about Jelani, the football player, because I, I know you as Jelani behind the scenes at Forge, but you were a, a footy player in your own right and a pretty darn good one. So tell me a little bit about your your days in footy. Yeah, it's, it seems a bit... uh. A bit far in the past, but yeah, not as long ago. I guess I was uh, I was hoping to be a, a member of a CPL team on on the pitch. I I would say, but uh, yeah, humble beginning. Started here um with uh with locally with Aaron Mills. I miss like a born and raised, so we have that for some context. And uh, Aaron Mills, uh, did see North Miss kind of bouncing around there with my brother's team as well. My brother plays uh, in '88, so he's a part of that uh that 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 group. Um, and then that kind of uh, parlayed into some opportunities when I was younger with the uh, with the CSL or when right. it used to be uh, more with more prominent leads here with uh, Coach Carmen Izako, who was coached my brother at York University, and uh, that kind of got me opportunity to go down to Florida Gulf Coast where I uh, spent uh, four four years there with the uh, with the Eagles, and again from there I guess performance based and just sure luck. Um, I met some uh, some agents and some scouts, and they brought me over to to Europe, where I kind of bounced around there, but spent some time in Ajax, uh, Amsterdam, and spent some time as a suspension in Slovakia before I landed my first contract in uh in an Austrian Bundesliga side of Sturmgratz. I was gonna say you were with Sturmgratz in, in yes. Austria, like that's a big yeah. name, like and to, to hear you that you had tryouts and and practices and stuff with like teams in Ajax, stuff that that's a that's a pretty big deal for a guy from Mississauga, no? 
Yeah, I think at at the time I didn't I didn't realize it because you're so you're so just uh, enamored with just getting the job done and trying to earn a contract. That in hindsight, you know, seeing the the, the clubs that I had the opportunity to 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 show my uh, display my 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 talents at, and knowing that uh, knowing that uh, <laughs> I look at these clubs now and they're in Champions League and they're competing, and uh, the players and his and the history that they have there has been uh, it's a it's quite the quest for sure. So what is that like for like okay let's back up a little bit so you played college ball uh, in Florida what yep. was that like for for going down and playing in the states because I've talked to a lot of players about you know the times that they had in the states and it was a uh, an eye opener for them in a lot of ways yeah they're they're very invested in their sports and at <laughs> my school where we're the only the only men's false outdoor sport because we didn't have a football team at our, our football program at our school. So we had a lot of the, the eyes and ears, we'll say, of the of the campus at that point in time. But it's a unique experience. I, I would say there are pros and cons, but a lot of maturity and growth was done there. But the the ball that they play in the in the US isn't isn't really comparable anywhere else. You're playing guys that are more athletic than they are footballers. And you see in this y'all from the quality that we have here and the way the majority of the teams play that uh that we're, we're, we're footballers first before we're athletes. Right. So that's a, a totally different vibe, a totally different kind of style of ball, right? Definitely. Yes. A bit more, a bit more aggression there. The players are physically a bit more uh, stronger, <laughs> but I, I, I myself have some size on me, so that, that didn't bug me uh, nonetheless. But yeah, the, the U.S. Is a, is a different beast, but I definitely say it's, it's, it's a fun experience. If I I I, I do it again, um, may do some things differently when I was down there, but I definitely do it again. We'll get into that later. What those yeah. Might be. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about living in in Austria and also in Germany where you play ball as well. Like being in Europe, how does that differ from like that's going to be you're growing as a football player, of course, but even as a as becoming a fully formed human being, you're in a totally different world when you're over in Europe, right? Tell me a little bit about that the the culture i'd say obviously the language barrier is probably the most uh comes to, comes to mind first but i'd say the culture is it was quite different the the pace of life in europe is uh is a stark contrast to how we are here in uh in north america or on this side of the of the, of the globe um everyone seems to be more, more lots but more tranquil when with things um they enjoy their their, their time more like you go to a coffee shop and it, i'd be begging for uh, for my receipt right. and over here you know you, before you even finish your meal they're they're ready to uh, get the next uh next patron in right um, so that was a bit of an adjustment obviously being away from home and now we're on we're here on zoom and all this technology exists but back in my time when i was there M msn was was still the uh right. the MSN face messenger was how i would uh <laughs> my, my my family and i think it was skype right so right. Um, having to deal with being away from home in different time zones, but ultimately, I think the 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 biggest or the biggest contrast was the football, mm -hmm. right? The 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 people that you're that you're playing with have a a PhD in football at a young age. Wow! And you 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 see it the the difference in knowing where you should be on the field, the tactical prowess, and obviously the technical ability that they have that you're kind of playing catch up on because. And I, I kind of appoint that to the grassroots level that we have here. Cause you know, when I was a kid, you know, the your your head coach at a youth level was, you know, because 
their friend's dad was from Portugal and that's an you know English guy. <laughs> it's that he's a, he's a volunteer coach, but meanwhile they're they're being coached by former pros at a at a very young age, and uh, I think that that shows the difference in uh, in in football IQ and ability. Now is that something? Obviously, that's something that you're we're trying to build here now with the CPL and with the announcements of of the youth teams that are now aligned with with different CPL teams. How do you see your role from being over in Europe and seeing how it was done there to now transitioning some of that stuff to to what you're doing in your everyday? Yeah, you, you try to apply um, the the good things, but also kind of make it uniquely Canadian, right? Because they we don't have the 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 plethora of professionals yet. So you're seeing generation, you're seeing the guys that we have in the CPL, you're seeing the David Eggers that we have at Forge, the Ledger Woods that are getting into coaching now. So having those faces that have played throughout Europe at a high level come back and be, and be involved in the game is definitely a, a catalyst to getting us back to or uh, achieving that level that you want to achieve in terms of uh, development of players locally. Yeah, I think I don't think we talk about that enough. Like we talk about how much and how important, rightly so, bringing young talent through the CPL is, like giving kids a chance that maybe would have fallen through cracks. But bringing those veteran guys back to play a year and then coach, we have like Carl Becker on our team who's, who's been around and, and has so much experience around um, internationally and in playing professionally. But bringing guys back from Europe with some experience that can now lend that to our league, that's got to be a big shot in the arm, right? It, it 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 definitely is, and you're and you're hoping to see that more, especially with the growth of the game here, and you see how how well the the success of the national team has translated through through soccer across uh across Canada. So having those guys involved in the CPL or having them on the peripheral of the CPL, and knowing that hey, some of these guys can come home and even take some of the model that the MLS did when they had their success. I think it was in South Africa, or in the quarterfinals or semis out there. And you saw Clint Dancy come home. You saw Bradley come home. Jermaine Jones came home. A lot of those guys came home and support the MLS and help it, help it grow exponentially off of that. So I think, but even on the coaching side of things, having the courses and having these former players come back and stay involved in the game as ambassadors or coaches would be, uh, would be, would be great. Now, how hard was it for you? Like you're a young dude. Like thirty-two years old, I think, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you're you're moving up through the the other side of football right now. But it looks to me like when I see you around the pitch and stuff, like you could still play a little, maybe. Like, <laughs> how hard was it for you to go from you know a young guy still with some football left in him to say, hey, no, I'm gonna make my mark on the other side of the ball. I will. I'll I'll leave that to Coach Bobby because Coach Bobby <laughs> was uh, Coach Bobby said to me, he said, "Listen, I can you can play here, or you could." have a managerial role here and maybe you'll either hate me in 10 years or thank me in 10 years right now we're at the halfway point and i'm looking like it's uh i'm more likely to thank him than hating him in, in, in 10 years but I'll, I'll say that the transition was a bit difficult to be say at the, at the first the first two seasons because i was actively in, involved in, in training sessions i'd hop in with the team and they needed some numbers and even on the road i'd be a an extra body and you know i, I i'll say there's 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 some practices that i'm like oh you know what i hey if I give myself uh, you no know, three four weeks of of, uh, of of training here, I could I could hop back in here. But I, I think uh, in my current form, I, I leave I leave the the I leave the, the on the field aspects to the guys that are that are in shape and uh, and do it every day day in day out. But they but they know at a drop of a hat, give a couple of weeks, you could be back, right? They, they know, they know where they're <laughs> maybe <laughs> hey, maybe me a 2020, 2019, but I'm, I'm not so certain myself. I can like uh, just just turn up there and 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 be uh. So I want to be on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny watching you behind the scenes and seeing stuff going on now. I know 
there would be no opportunity for that anyway, because you're a pretty busy guy with all the things that you do as uh, behind the scenes when you were managing uh, football operations. And now as director of football operations, what does that entail? Like how much, how busy are your days? It's my days went from having no time to even less than no time. Um, <laughs> the, the the departure of Costa, Costa was a, it was a, a, a massive help and a, and a kind of a, a guiding light when I, when he when he was here and what what he's done for the club speech for itself so but he always was a was a a figure that I could kind of count on and lean on him and things like this and kind of him passing them the mantle will say it, it uh, gave me exposure to more high level stuff in terms of the the business structure of the of the Hamilton Forge and also with the the youth academies that obviously seen the the ties we have with Sigma and, and more and more recently Hamilton United um but yeah my 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 typical day I'm I'd say the most important thing is always the team, right? So that's that's yeah, you think team first, the the players. Without them, none of us have these jobs. You know, Coach Bobby still at Sigma. I'm maybe still playing somewhere. I'm working in a different different career, and so that that pathway, the players and the quality they have in the field, gives us all a a chance for employment. So the players are definitely the the most important thing, making sure that they have the the tools that they need off the field to make sure the only thing they have to focus on is 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 playing. And then obviously the managing the staff and making sure the staff is supported, and then they have the uh, the every every piece of equipment and and tool necessary to be as successful as they have been these last uh, these last four seasons. And and Ford's obviously, I mean, it shows in that the championships that we won and also that we've been to, but we're a success. Ford's is a successful side. So, uh, what does it take to keep? that up because i mean it's one thing to get to the top but staying there like everybody wants to give you their best shot how do, how do you guys maintain that that's the one of the parallels of being a champion because every time you go out hey you, you'll see some of these games you know watch the game and be like how this isn't the same team that played us right so you 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 have that responsibility as a champion that you know you don't have the the you know, not as fortunate to have a day off because everyone's giving you their 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 best game but I think continuity between the staff and 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 Bobby, Coach Joe, Coach Kit, um, they've they've set the standard of the culture here. So you know, if we're recruiting a player, you're coming into a culture where it's expected that we win, right? Um, and the players are the ones that enforce that in the locker room as well. Bex is a great leader. Um, Alex is a great leader. Tristan Henry, um. Sissoko, um, all these guys that have that kind of veteran, veteran presence in this league that have a lot of games. Like you have four or five centurions in, in 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 our in our group alone, right? And that that speaks for itself. But I think the players are bought in, the staffs, the culture, and everyone knows that if you're wearing this jersey, that you're you're expected to be a champion. And it's it's interesting you say that because when I was talking to Garvin Matusla, he was even mentioning like it's not just, um being a champion at Forge, but you come in already. Like there's guys who've won at, PQ, at PLSQ and, and all different levels. They've come in and, and they have that mantle and they expect to win. And then you come to Forge and that, that expectation only grows, right? Yep. Yeah. Hey, it's, we, we, we've adopted that since the outset of this, uh, of this, uh, of, of this league. Like we, we knew being one of the flagship teams that, and having Bobby as a coach at the helm that we have expectation to win. And so far, we've been, I won't say fortunate enough, because we've all worked incredibly hard inside here and off the field, um, even in the background with with, with Nicole, who I can't have much mention in her promotion today as well to, to VP. Congrats to her. Fantastic. Um, who's putting bums in the seats and making sure that we can uh, have the events and activations that we have. So we all, this is a top-class 
structure and organization throughout. So there's a lot, of, a lot of support in the background that we get that gets us to those game days that been the that makes it so 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 fun and so so enriched for us. But I will say that we we all have expectation here and it's it's definitely it's contagious. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's contagious. Everybody wants to win more and more. And, and the new guys who come in, they're like they're drawn right into it, right? Yep. Yep. And you know, it's it's interesting that you mentioned uh Nicole too, another big promotion, both of you guys both being announced uh just recently so this is so like fresh news um it's exciting because also i think if we look around the league not just our league which is brand new but at other leagues you don't always see the folks that are rising up in our uh at forge that you see right now like we i don't think there's too many black executives right now in our league and same thing for female executives and here we are at forge where we have you know a black man who's director of football operations and the vice president on the other side, who's a female who ran the, the Sparks, the Sparks conference last year. Like this is really, really important beyond just soccer, right? Like beyond just the, the what's going on in the pitch. Yeah. I think, I think you said it right. I think Forge has a great job of hiring within and Hamilton sports in general does that they, if you, it's, it's football and, and sports in general is, is tough work, but if you stick into it and be patient, it will, it will, it will, it will pay off in its dividends. And Nicole has been at the, at the company for, for quite some time. And you, you see her, her steady incline and her, and her progress and as in development as a professional and, and she's been rewarded justly, justly because she deserves that and more um, for what she's done and for, for Forge and even on the Ticat side before she was uh, exclusively um, deployed to us. Um, but yeah, to, I, I'd be remiss to say that there's a lot of minorities or, or people of color in this position or in the sports side in general, right? Because you're, you're usually used to seeing the, the players as athletes. Mm-hmm. Right, or us, or us as athletes, and it's uh, it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's great to be able to have this opportunity and to succeed in this opportunity because to let people know that look like me that you have something that you can do beyond beyond the field. So maybe not the most talented youth player, but you want to be involved in the game, and now there's roles and there's uh opportunities for you because as a kid. This didn't exist. The CPL didn't exist, and you never would have thought that. Hey, I'll have an opportunity to to stay involved in the game, uh, from not being the player. And this, yeah. this is a, a a way of doing that. And I mean, we talk a lot about you know you get to see it to be it kind of attitude and stuff like that. And I mean, for all soccer players in Canada, there was this: How am I going to make it to the pros? Where am I going to bounce to? I have to have a passport that allows me to go somewhere. Now we have the CPL, but even more so, like you were saying, like did you have many? black coaches or, or or many black you know higher ups in 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 the programs you were in that you could look up to and, and count on i can count them on my hand uh martin harvey steve khan patrick tobo um laza and the the list probably probably stops there um they just we weren't in these positions years ago and you're you're slowly starting to see it it trickled in, but it's not as uh as progressive as you as you hope it would be at the youth level and at the professional level. Um, obviously, you see you've seen Pa being one of the 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 first coaches of color with Stephen Hart and here from Trinidad, but 
yeah, I, you didn't have the opportunity. You didn't even think like that when you were a kid because you didn't you didn't see it. Right? I remember right. years ago, I didn't think I'd see a black president until in the in the U.S. until Barack Obama, right? So and then you saw how again I use the word contagious that was and what that did for for the the impressionable minds of young black men and people of color all over all over the world globally to see someone that could be a figurehead in one of the most powerful nations in the world and their demeanor and the way they conducted themselves that you can still have what basically uniquely yourself and innately you but also be in a position that you can be in those boardrooms with people that may be a, quite uncomfortable for you at some point in time. No, so that last question on this one, but I, I'm, does that put any extra weight on for you? Like personally and professionally, this is an amazing opportunity that you've taken and, and that you've earned. But do you feel any more pressure knowing that you're like one of the first guys through the door that you got to to keep that door held open for everybody behind you kind of thing? You you, you do, but I'll say that's part of the, the, the Black experience. I understand and I take on that responsibility knowing that I don't have the I'm not maybe as fortunate to have a judgment error or a lapse in there or or have a mistake is I'm it's bigger than myself at that moment. Right. It's the Jelani five years or two years or the next me that's that's suffered from that. So you you kind of you own that in that sense. Do I do I feel the pressure? I don't think so anymore because I've lived through it so often in different walks, whether that was at school, whether I was in the local community, whether that's been at Forge. So you you have that uh you have that weight with you for as long as I as long as I've lived. So I don't feel the pressure, but I definitely feel the responsibility to actually perform at the job to the highest level. And having that on, on, on my shoulders is also something that I carry for sure. No, that's that's amazing. I like the way you put that. It's it's not necessarily pressure, but it's that responsibility, right? That's amazing. I, I like to flip back a little bit. We didn't talk about international ball yet, but You've played internationally, like youth teams with with Canada, but then you actually made your international debut with another country. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes, yes, I I grew up uh, obviously wanting to play for 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 Canada, and I had the opportunity to represent the U twenty national team, um, be a part of that cycle, and then bounced around and had maybe when I was in Austria, and I know there was some coaching transitions there, but I never got a chance to make my full national debut with uh with, with Canada. And at that point in time, my older brother was playing for um Guyana. And uh he played in in, in Sweden and um in Azerbaijan and he played also in, in Turkey for a bit. So he's he was a uh, he said, hey, get your international ball in because an experience that you're gonna want. And that made me uh, commit to to the Guyanese national team and we were part of that uh Part of that group and again I, I retired at the wrong time had to see if I've been here I would have had a gold cup under my belt but uh right Emery was on that team and a couple of other guys that I that I played with uh eventually qualified for that that 20 uh that 2019 gold cup team that started some history but I, I was a lucky and fortunate enough to be a part of that franchise not franchise a part of that group that qualified for the first uh major tournament for the for the nation yeah like that's a big part of history for Guyana right that you were a part of that's pretty that's a pretty big deal yeah, hey, I, 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 when you say I don't recognize these things, right? Because for right. me, the, the wheels just kept on turning. I, 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 uh, I, I look back now and think like, hey, that's uh, that's quite the achievement, and it was great to and proud to see the the country out there. They didn't get the results they wanted, but just just qualifying for that tournament was a step in the right direction. We got to make sure that uh, Guyana has a lot of forge flags to fly because they've got some uh, some connections to us, right? They do, they do. Obviously, Emery, Emery's over there, and I know Johnny, Johnny Grant was just there recently as well. So, and I think Q, Q 
Killian Roberts played for them too, right? Yeah, because you're right. Yes, he you're was uh, he was a goalkeeper. There you go. So you have three three Forge lads over or former Forge lads that have uh, <laughs> that have been down there. That's amazing. So so what comes next for like obviously now you're just getting into the new role of your job. I'm sure it's it's a lot of stuff that you've already been doing plus some some new um things responsibilities that you take on and stuff. But what's next now? What's the next step for for Jelani? I am I'm super ambitious, right? So I think the the idea was always that I'd be a successor to Costa and with with I didn't think he would come in, in five years, but uh, I'm I'm happy it did, and I think and internally I I want to stay with uh with with Hamilton Sports Group, and for me the, the next natural progression would be as a as a as a VP or of uh of those other football operations and and business operations, but just learning from the people that I have in front of me, learning from continued learning from coach, um, having that relationship with Matt Affinick and 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 Nicole and and Scott Mitchell, of course, and having uh, my chance to internally progress, but as a, and develop as a young, uh, a young businessman executive in, in, in the league. And who knows, I think, I think ultimately one of these days, I don't want to be a, a commissioner of the league or, or, or own my own team. So those are, those are, those are my ambitions. It's, and it's amazing because when we were in Ottawa after the championship game, I was having a conversation with you and I was asking you these very questions, you know, just on a personal level, like, where do you see yourself? And you were detailing this stuff out to me and I was, and you were like, you know, but it's going to take time. And, it didn't take much time. Like, <laughs> it, I know it does, and I know it yeah. has to a lot of work. But it seems yeah. like wow! I can't believe we're here already. Yeah, yeah. I, it's 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 shocking the the accelerated rate, but I I I worked hard for it. I've a lot a lot of congrats and a lot of a lot of a lot of praise recently. But I, I worked four years to become an overnight success. Uh, yeah, that's it, right? Four years of work to be an overnight success. Yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of a grinding, a lot of stuff that that may have gone unnoticed. But I know the the. The, the job that I did here and the, the value that I brought to the club and I'm happy it's recognized by the people that need to recognize it and they put me in a position to to help and succeed and uh, keep going from there. Now where do you see the CPL itself because as you said like you know you could see yourself one day being a commissioner or, or a team owner so where do you see the league like I mean it's it's crazy to me that it's already year five but at the same time, it's like, I can't believe it's only year five. Like, you know what I mean? So much has happened. And I guess part of it is being a Forge fan and a Forge follower, but also, and so much has happened to the team. But also, it's just like this league has come out of nowhere and so many people are getting opportunities. Where do you see, what do you think about when you think about Campia? It's, it's growth in this first five seasons has been exponential, right? I think you, you're going to add some some more teams, hopefully under you've seen Saskatchewan have the uh have the rights to the club over there. You've seen our former commissioner David um have the rights to a team in Windsor. You're, you hope to get into the uh the Quebec market sometime soon. For me, I'd I'd love to see Edmonton with the right ownership and the right venue come back into the league. And then honestly, I I I love what Halifax has done out there. And I think if you put a team there in Moncton or somewhere on the East Coast again, that you could keep uh keep growing this league. But the the I have to stop and thank the players because the the quality that they've shown from the beginning of this league in, in five years I can I just, our game I is more attractive than MLS MLS only has the entertainment value because they have the budget for bigger names things like that but on the field of quality you see the results in the in the can champs you're we're right there yeah with a with a fraction of the budget they have and the players that they can spend on. Right, because we play good football. The players are talented. The players are technical. The coaches are doing a great job. Right, so I think if we follow on this on the on the path that they're on, there's only a, only ways up. 
Yeah, you know, I I still remember game one against York, then York nine at uh, Tim Hortons Field. And I remember we were going to the game, but we were all kind of like expecting glorified high school soccer. And we're like, you know what? It's local. So we're going to just support it. And I think we were all blown away. We're like, this is like the real deal. And it's continued through. Like it just keeps getting better and better every year. It is. I can only speak for what we've done at Fordshire, what we've seen in, 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 in Champions League and CONCACAF and what, we, what we've managed to do there versus clubs that have a long tenured history, right? So you play against Motagos, you play against Marathon, you play against Olympias, you play against teams in, 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 uh, in FAS that have been in existence for, I think it's in 1902. Right. In our five-year history, Taro in, in Panama and, 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 and Kai, like you're playing these as history clubs and we've got results versus everybody, right. right? The fact that the only team that's beaten us in <laughs> at home is Cruz Azul. And it was just by, by an unfortunate goal. Right. Um, it's, it speaks enough. And we, and we always play and try to impose our brand of football. And you've seen Pacific go out and get a victory versus a tough Jamaican side. And obviously they weren't as fortunate when they uh, had to play, uh, in, in, in Costa Rica, but you, they put out a result. And I think right. that should show the quality that we have here in the CPL. And I think that that does say a lot, Luke, when you're saying it's now a second team in Pacific that went out there and did the same thing. So how important is it this year to get one of those two spots for either winning the league or winning the playoffs to, to be able to stamp that Forge brand even harder? It is a must. <laughs> I think we, we've all established and we've all set out our goals um obviously retaining the north star shield is one of them but pair up optimum to that is definitely champions league and then we also have our eyes on the on the can champs but definitely returning the champions league is is a, is a must for us it's not it's non-negotiable right right i mean those nights were were something incredible for fans i know i can't imagine what it was like behind the scenes <laughs> and, and on the pitch for those games especially for the first run when when you know, you guys were away and it was all behind closed doors and we didn't get to see you for home games and stuff like that. So when those nights came back, it was something special. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's an electric feeling, right? Because I, I mean, we, there's so few athletes that get to play in a Continental Cup, right? right. You, where else can you go um, and, and, and play in, and compete in Champions League? And, and Forge has become one of those clubs and faces that's, that's in CONCACAF region. To be, to be quite honest, like when we land in some of these countries, they, they know who we are. And I think that's, uh, that's the, the, the players and, and the coach and can, can attest that it's a, it's a, it's a one of a once in a lifetime feeling when you're on, when you're on there and competing and the, the lights never too bright for these guys. I, 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 I was, as a manager, was shocked being at a, at Cruz's little stadium there. That's, that's a, that's a footballing pilgrimage. Right. Yeah. Our guys in orange out there competing is, uh, is, was, was unbelievable. Yeah, and it's and it and look at the the fringe benefits as like this year's preseason is now spent in Central America. That's something like I don't think anybody was had on their on their roadmap of of this league, right? That to be down there playing against big name teams who are already in season. You you've you've earned that respect, right? And we we did the job of beating Santos and the and the and the teams we beat in that region. It, it shows the the relationship that we're trying to have with Alohense now, and that shows that hey, we can go down there and compete versus a. Some of the clubs I know we didn't we didn't post the results. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know as this need. Come on, give us seats. Give us seats. We did it. We did it. We did it well. All right. <laughs> we did. We did. We did quite well. I don't think Coach would be too would be too happy with me if I shared some of the results. But you didn't know. Just know they were positive. 
<laughs> everybody have been able to talk to behind the scenes is the same thing like just, just know we did well that's that's yes. all I'm gonna yes it, right? yes yes we, we did well that, but that experience like even just for for young players for for players to be able to go to another country you know the professionalism that's involved in that and you know getting yourself ready for game days in a, in a foreign place it that has to be massively like um inspiring but also it must push you on right Hey, it, it adds to the experience. Like you said, these are these are those that that camp will will pay its dividends and it won't show now, but it will show usually when people get hot in the in the in the in the midsummer months when we go on those uh those five to six, eight games and uh on un, unbeaten. But yeah, it's it's un, it's that that experience, it it makes sure that the lights aren't too bright in those in those moments. And I think that's where we have our success because the guys that we have here. The moments are never too big if you played in those big games. If you go against an Ottawa in a final, it's the, the moment isn't too big because you would have competed against the TFC, you compete against the Montreal, you compete against the Cruz Azul. And that's uh those intangibles that you have as a as a as our staff and the and our and our players structured here is just can't beat it. Yeah, like I, I guess that's really a, an important point. Like when you think about getting to a championship game, like there's nothing bigger than trying to win the title, but at the same time, you've had those moments before where you've been in these big pressure moments and you, you know how to handle yourself right yeah yeah hey i i know for me once the game sheet goes in it's uh it's the, it's the player's job right bobby can can he, he coaches as he coaches as much as he can but the players have to go out there and uh and and and, and provide for the the, the the game plan and illustrate what we what we wanted to do and uh they they more often than not always get the job done especially in those big matches but I also I can't say that I'm uh, I'm not excited about the next challenge and looking forward to the with the new restructuring of the the other champions they go seeing the Forge name back in there and taking on one of these Mexican giants in the first round again. That would be amazing. And but you know what? You bring up a, a really valuable point. Like you're right that you know Coach Bobby and for yourself, like there's only so much stuff that you can do up to game day, and then once that whistle blows, they're on the field and they're doing what they've got, what they've been trained and stuff like that. But at the same time a lot of the stuff that you're doing behind the scenes sets up that that success how important is it or or what kind of things that well i know how important it is but what kind of things are, are you foreseeing for changes and, and and things that you want to do to make the team even more successful if that's even a thing it's a it's a constant development you're always trying to improve as professional the same way the players trying to get better in the field i'm and the, and the coaches trying to get better as in, in professionals i have to do the same thing respectfully so it's about making travel more efficient like i said it before like i think the optimum point is making sure the players have nothing else to worry about than football it's that same for the coaches so for me just the, the constant improvement and challenges is hey how can we get cleaner on the road how can the the dietary restrictions make sure they're being met how can the buses be you know more efficient how can our travel be a bit better right because those are the, the nuances that you don't see in the background that could change the players you know concept of a game or make sure they're more relaxed and more poised going into a into a match and this is incredible again we talked about you having been around the world and, and lots of different places but for you you're building actual infrastructure everything from like the travel like you just said to like people's meals to like making things comfortable so that they can focus on the game what is that like to know that you're you're part of this you know pioneering effort to to build an actual infrastructure where there hasn't been again I, i'm i'm just in the moment so i never have like as you as you're saying the question i'm it's like clicking in you're like you're right like that don't there was there was no existing infrastructure here so like you're, you're kind of building your own blueprint and whereas i think it's unique and it's, and it's nice because i can shape it to how i want it and but i'm not just 
kind of a, a, assuming someone else's work and it's, there's challenges, but there's also benefits to that. But for me, yeah, I, I, I haven't really honestly thought about that, uh, that, <laughs> that, that, I'm, that I'm pioneering. I'm just trying to do, do my best in the job and, and make sure that I can represent the team and make sure everyone's jobs can be easy. But my, my man's just trying to do his job and here I am like making him nervous. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, it's just, Hey, it's a trip comes up. The flights have to be booked. The room's got to be reserved. The, the meal's got to go in. The bus has got to be on time. And that's how I see it. It's just a, a, a the, the repetitiveness of that. And I try to improve in that, in that every year. Uh, and thank you so much for this talk so far. Like, I always end our conversations the kind of the same way. Like I like to know we've kind of already touched on it, but I want to go into more detail. I always ask folks, you know, where do you see yourself after the game? Where do you see yourself in five years and 10 years and all that kind of stuff? We've talked about it a little bit here. You've already left the the pitch behind, mm -hmm. but where do you see yourself in, in the next iteration of, of Jelani Smith? Oh man. Well, to be fair, I mean, my girlfriend are, are are expecting, despite what she may say, I want to have another another kid within the next two or three years. But I'm sure she, she has her own she has her own say in that. But I'll talk to Ria in the background about that. But I'd say I, I definitely step into fatherhood. Um, and then on on in regards to the game, I I think I want to stay at, at Hamilton Sports Group and I want to become a a, a a VP of either either business or or, or soccer operations. I, I want to be a part of the 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 brand here. I want to be a part of the growth and progression and I want to kind of see through this project until it gets to where, where we know it can. Amazing. And and this is the, the kind of answer that I love to hear too, because it's just broader than just the game. Like as much as the business of the game and what your future career is going to be like family is a huge thing. And, 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 you know, we're all humans. And I think the fans want to see that human side of, of people out there and, and to know that, you know, it's as there's no hours in the day, but you're already thinking about all the other stuff you want to add to it, making it a just a yeah, little bit dizzy, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, hey, and anything you need in life, there's a, there's there's a balance, and we 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 work hard. But you you see a lot of our staff. You see Bobby at the end of the games. His 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 wife's always there. His kids are always there. So there's a human side of things that people don't really uh really account for. But yeah, I think that's uh we all have our our goals in our profession. But I also have my my goals and things I want to uh, on on or on off the pitch. Delaney, thanks for being the first non-active player on the uh, <laughs> podcast. And I look forward to talking to you again a little bit later in the season. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, man. Take care. All right. So a big thank you to the uh, future commissioner of the CPL. <laughs> uh, was really great talking, of course, with Jelani Smith. Uh, and I think... It really speaks to what this league is all about. People getting opportunities, local boys getting opportunities to work their way up the ladder and be a big part of this league. And as we've seen, it's not just local boys, but also local girls and women who are getting the opportunity with the announcement about Nicole Demers at Forge as well. Ah, these are the good days. As we, as we say so often as fans, these are the good old days that we're living through. Let's enjoy. Thanks again to Jelani. Can't wait to talk to you again. And for everybody out there, thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon on the Hammer Sparks Pod.